tonight on Whiskey Waffle. It looks like a holy hand grenade. Yes. It's got nearly as many fonts as the Bailey Nickel Jarvi did. It does look like a big blue roll. It's just trying to be a sort of little phantom peat floating around going ooh in the background. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Good evening, Nicholas. Good evening, Tedrick. Hello. We're on our full name basis at the moment, although your full name technically is not Tedrick, but we won't spoil that for all our listeners. Yes, yours is Nickel Rickle, though. (laughs) Nipple Gripple. Nipple Gripple, yeah. (laughs) Only when the microphones are turned off. Uh, Welcome along, everyone, to episode number, gosh, what is it? 40, I want to say 45. Yeah, we're getting, I reckon it's past that now. I reckon we're up to 46 or 47 now, but it's definitely the Whiskey Waffle Podcast. Not 283? Nope, not 283. What's the significance of that number? I don't know. I just picked it at random. But. Yeah, it's definitely not that. No. no, but one day, Ted, one day we'll be sitting back with our long grey beards um, over a dram of probably Lagavulin 16-year-old. And is, is my long grey beard actually over my dram of Lagavulin? <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of dipped in your Lagavulin. Yeah. That's, no. that, that's how we consume it in the future. Once we've lost <laughs> sort of use of our, our mouths, we just sort of um, like it, it soaks up through our beards and into, into our uh, mouths. Yeah. Ah, what a, what, a, what a delightful thought. <laughs> what a lovely image. I wonder what year it will be by the time we get up to 283 episodes. Well, we do about a dozen a year, so um, it's going to take us a few years to get to that point. Um, we can cut down currently... to one a year and then just try to live really, really long. <laughs> uh, Ted, the listeners would be so disappointed, and we do this for the listeners. Well, that and, you know, a good excuse to uh, have a few drams on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Now, speaking of listeners, mm. two things. Two Firstly, bad news. Oh no. We've we've had we've had a tragic report from the front. Yep. Cleon oh. has killed his reputation. No, no. <laughs> he didn't re- kill his reputation. He killed something that lives in a black bottle. Ah. A cheap Scottish blend called Black Bottle. Yes, that's it. Mm. No, no. He killed a, uh, an Octomore. He killed an Octomore? Those black bottles are tricky though. You th- you th- you're sort of really nervous the whole time you're you need to uh, weigh them before you open them and then just uh, take a reading every time. Terrible. So that's that's the bad news. Is there any good news? To there is some that? good news. Excellent. There is some excellent news. We have a new Patreon member, and not just any Patreon member. We have a tasting panellist. Oh, that's the best level. That's where we get to delve into our back catalogue of rare Tasmanian whiskeys. I thought you were about to say landers. delve into our backsides there. <laughs> uh, no, Ted, we're too busy talking out of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we get to find some uh, extra special drams to send off. So um, that also means that he is at official waffler status and the latest official waffler to join our little merry band. Um, so that means we've got to do some inducting. Cue Indeed. the music. Not the A-Team theme, something else. We induct you as an official waffler to pontificate purposely and verbalise verbosely. Tim Uthred. Alfred? Outerhead? Alfred? Alfred, ah yes. Alfie. Alfred, give me my bat ring. (laughs) Now, Alfred the Great, or Uthred sounds very uh, Anglo-Saxon as well, so. Yeah, actually, Uthred sounds like the, uh, yeah, a a king of the Angles or something, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Indeed, the. uh, Early early British Isles sort of times. Yeah, yeah. Probably probably busy busy, uh, pulling swords from lakes. Mm. Yeah, no, lead character from a Bernard Cornwall novel, I think, so. Mm. Anyway, yeah. sir, welcome. Welcome on board. We shall be sending something pretty tasty your way mm. um, with the next pod. 
Yep, look out for that one. All right then, well, enough about what whiskey tastes like, Ted, because today we're talking about what whiskey looks like. Looks like? I mean, do, do we still get to drink some? Um, I think that is probably appropriate. Okay, that's that's fine. As long as we can still drink it, yeah. I'm I'm happy. Yes, so our waffle topic today is talking about Label design, bottle design, overall whiskey appearance. And there is a reason for that. We we have a good good reason to launch into this topic. Mm. But we'll get to that in the... The Waffle. Ted, you've been known to drink with your eyes. Uh, yeah, it was quite painful that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, missed your mouth completely. Yeah. Just splashed across your face. Yeah, that's 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 how the that's how the really hardcore guys do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Direct it's, injection into yeah. the retina. I mean, there's only one one way uh, down from there. <laughs> oh yes, we've been there as well. No, um, so what I mean by that, Ted, is you've been on more than one occasion. I think encouraged to buy a bottle because of how it looks. Yeah, it is a problem of mine. <laughs> But then again, in life, we do tend to shop for things with our eyes. Yeah, yeah. we do, we do. Um, so there are many fateful stories of Ted um, making some drunken purchases because it uh, looked very pretty. And um, yeah, that's all right, that's all right. But why are we talking about uh, whiskey labels and bottle shapes and everything? Why are we talking about that, Ted? We're talking about them because one of our favorite distilleries well, they're sort of a distillery. They're sort of a independent bottler too. They're a bit of a sort of a blend, mm. if you will. Yeah, um, he uh, likes to call himself a gypsy distiller. Yeah, uh, Brett Steele, great guy. Mm. Got a got a bigger team around him these days, whose names I forget. Um, <laughs> yep, we remember Brett. Yep, but Brett 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 is the uh, one with the beard, so that yep. makes him the boss. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, he is the um, owner of one brand called Spirit Thief. And Spirit Thief have recently been recognised for having what we've always believed. Um, we've always loved the look and the label of their bottles, and it's been recognised at some international awards. Indeed. Now, see, that's an interesting point you make there, because I remember, like, very early on, pretty much probably as soon as we saw them, you saying, mm. I love those bottles. They are fantastic. We have it on record, actually, uh, because we were recording an interview with Brett at the time, and he showed us live when we were chatting, and uh, yeah. Yeah. My reaction and then, very and then when he showed us the bottles, we were even more astonished. <laughs> Cheers, Brent. Yep. So I'll just give a, because this is obviously a very visual medium, um, a visual topic for podcasting anyway. So um, there's a lovely embossed round badge in the middle with the two crossed Valinches, the spirit thieves, which spirit thief are named after, um, with a sort of black with gold embossing there. Um, beneath it is a similar sort of uh, black with um, gold embossed uh, text. The different releases they do have a slightly different color. It's a rectangular-ish bottle with a slightly higher, wider shoulder. And uh, then also embossed into the glass down the side are the sigil of the two crossed Valinches. It's like, a few it's times like on la- each side. It's like lacing on a corset or something. It's, oh, it's beautiful. It's got sex appeal to it, I think. Mm. And I think those embossed uh, crossed Valinches down the side just give it that certain X factor. Mm. <laughs> seeing as they are yeah. indeed in the shape of X's yeah and so they've just won an award haven't they Ted they have won an award so recently 
at the uh, World Whiskies Award in London. Yeah, so it's not is... just any whiskey award. These are the World Whiskies Awards, yep. the ones that uh, Sullivan's Cove put Tassie Whiskey on the map for back in 2014. Yep. It's, one, it's a, one of the more complicated awards to pronounce. The uh, World Whiskies Awards. Um, <laughs> anyway. what you're pluraling and what you're not. Yeah. Uh, they picked up the top award, the top award for World's Best Design, which is, yeah, pretty, pretty exciting. So they got Design, World's Best. They also got Design... Best limited edition, which I think is for their um, wooden case where they've got like uh, is this beautiful, really lovely box, and then it's got three of the uh, bottles sort of lined mm. up in it. That's that looks really uh, nice. And then they also got uh, design best bottle range, which is sort of yeah. I think think when you line up all those bottles, and as you mentioned, they've got slightly different colours for different releases, and it looks. Schmick. Well, congrats to Brett and to Spirit Thief. And yeah, it goes without saying that in my mind, it's thoroughly deserved. Yeah, and we also need to give a shout out um, to the uh, company who helped bring that um, range to life. So Tucker Creative. Mm. Apparently, they're the uh, masterminds behind uh, the design for this. So yeah, yeah, good work. So my colleague over there and I have poured ourselves a couple of drams of Spirit Thief, a few of their different... Recent releases are a few different Tempranillos, a French and a American Oak, and we've also got a American Oak Shiraz here in front of us to have a sip on. But we're just going to have a riff on some of our favourite looks of whiskey bottles, and maybe these are ones that you guys have seen before, and you can agree or disagree. Do you want to start locally? Yeah, sure. Um, so obviously, uh, Hellier's Road is just up the road from us. It's and very local. Their their um design is classic. Being big milk farmers. They have it in a... Uh, two-litre plastic container. A two-litre plastic <laughs> container. Yeah, no, Ted Ted may be coming up with some rubbish, but it's interesting that you brought up Hellier's Road because this is another one that I've actually always had a soft spot for just because of the, the stylized artwork. But if you do like it, like me, then you're not going to be able to see it for much longer because it's going to change. Yeah, it already is changing. Mm. So the, the classic sort of uh, Hellier's Road label has been messed around with a bit now um they've they've chucked some block colors in there um so the newest releases came out one was like a red label and one was a blue label so we're told by uh kit middleton um who's the brand manager there um that there's going to be major changes ahead this year now hell is road recently released a uh little video movie thing about henry hellier's back story he's the he's a famous regional explorer where Helly's Road gets its name. And so I think this is all going towards them completely rebranding and doing something different. The bottles are going to be different. The mm. labels are going to be different. So stay tuned for that one. So Ted, um, are there any Tassie or mainland drops that you really appreciate the label of? I think in terms of design goes, and from the moment I saw their, their first releases, I was pretty blown away. Starwood. Yep. Starwood just... They've they've got these. I mean, they're riffing on that star, the star names, constellations. Going, yeah. Constellation. They've always had these really beautiful label designs. I I actually think that they're twofold release mm. in terms of actual sort of bottle shape and um, the design of the label. That that's actually really cool. Yeah, I really I still really like their very first um, single malt release that yeah. they did, which is now called the Solera, I think. Black label, silver, mm. sort of kind of geometric-y designs looking like constellations on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite like some of the simpler labels that have come out of Tassie. Like, I'm talking like Hobart Whiskey, um, particularly the signature. I was I was thinking them too, but I also, I also like a little extension to that. I like their sort of um, 
loo roll um, tubes. Tube. Yeah. They've, they've got these quite cool tubes, which is just sort of a simple processed cardboard um, with a bit of labelling on it and stuff, but it, it does look like a big loo roll. Yeah, no, it does the job. And on a similar sort of, uh, I guess, simple sort of note, um, I quite like Ferno. Ferno have actually just released a new bottle range. Oh, have they changed they've, the label? Yeah, they've changed the label. Oh no, what am I going to think of it? Well, uh, look, let's let's get some uh, first reactions from you then. <laughs> Hold on. If you, if you scroll down, there's the um, there's the other couple. So they've stuck a label over the top of their name. Yeah. So now instead of saying Ferno, it says Fun. Is Does that, what it says on the tin. Is that intentional? Um, yeah. I might have to scratch uh, Ferno from my list of labels that I really like. Mm, interesting. Controversial choice? Uh, or controversial then? Well, yeah, it doesn't quite make sense with... <laughs> Maybe we need to see one in the flesh. Maybe. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, and the latest contender in the uh, simple but effective range is uh, quite like the battery points. That is a fantastic bottle. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just... Like it's not a boring bottle either. Mm, it's, it's this sort of really almost like a round. <laughs> it's, it, well, it looks like a holy hand grenade. Yes, yes, it does exactly. And, it's, and the, the, it's got the two circles. I think it's three circles. Three I think, circles. I yeah. think it's three three sort of um, linked uh, blue circles in a mm. row, and it it's just got a really arresting look to it. Yeah, like, all the info is on a little sticker around the neck or on the box, and yeah, um, yeah just this um, very plain sort of label um but yeah i think simple does work as yeah. well what well, well i mean we can't we can't go past luck i yeah. don't think luck has, has been across some design changes over the years yeah and i'm i i have always quite liked their current bottle shape the sort of skinny bottle shape although beware if you have a few of them on the shelf and they're next to each other and you knock one on the end they become dominoes, dominoes. very quickly yeah they've actually done some even I suppose since they've become the House of Lark, they've actually done a big chunk more work on their range. I was commenting to you the other night about how they seem to have put a lot more colour into their bottle labels and yeah. using that to differentiate. Well, see, I quite like the just the, the bronze coin, mm. their old version, which um, there's one up on the shelf there. Yeah, no, there. that was that was cool. Um, but yeah, the, these days they're putting a lot more colour in. I think that's to help distinguish between their like their Cambridge site oh, and yes. their Bothwell site and their <laughs> they're going to run out of colours soon <laughs> yeah um, and then and then sort of their releases like um, oh what's that um, Ginotto Italian dessert one yeah, yeah. stuff so. yeah yeah um, no interesting well I've got one that I don't like actually from Tassie Ooh. and it's probably a bit controversial Ooh. Sullivan's Cove <sighs> see I, I was thinking about this one before it's a good example of like I mean the bottle the bottle itself is shape is fine it's it's yeah, kind of the cla- that classic it's almost that classic tasmanian sort of just fairly sort of round squat bottle mm. the label though is full to the brim of text i know it's just yeah where do you where do your eyes go where do you look first i think it's i think it sort of gets into a like cult classic mm. kind of status yeah yeah true it's it's iconic enough now yeah. but it's got nearly as many fonts as the bailey nickel Jarvie did if anyone's tasted that old blend yeah, I miss that. It goes very well with the charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, all right then. Well, well, actually, just before we move on, I just want to mention another one which we've only seen once in the flesh, but we thought it was quite cool. And the the old version of it was a bit of an interesting bottle, but the new version is very cool. But then we're not certain about the spirit on either side of the two things. Oh, yeah. Cradle Mountain. Ah oh, yes. Cradle yeah. Mountain's new bottle. Yeah, that has is impressive. Blown like, or I, I don't think it's blown. I think it's like pressed into the bottom when they shape the bottles. It's got 
a little glass cradle mountain, as in the Tasmanian, the shape of the Tasmanian mm. mountain, which just pushes up into the bottom. Indented into the, the yeah, bottom of the clear and it glass. looks really cool. That is very. We were less certain yeah. about the new spirit compared yeah. to the old stuff. Yeah, but. yeah. No, but no, that that is one of the most impressive, probably the most impressive Tasmanian physical bottle that I've ever seen. So, mm. yeah, no, nice. Well, I might come back to it a couple later on, but I think we got to talk about Scotland. Do we? Well, it's a whiskey podcast, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Go on. So, I mean, there are a few absolute standouts. I probably got a, I probably got a top three, maybe top four. Ooh. Maybe I'll push it up to five. But um, yeah, have you thought about any uh, Scottish ones that you love? Yeah, I'd, I'd actually like to start with like. Let, let's start with something that goes very, very, very much down the traditional path yeah. and refuses to change. Yeah. Glenn Farkless. Glenn Farkless. Oh, yes. Now, that is a label that um, will be recognised. Well, the only problem with it is, is in Australia we confuse it with Penfolds. Penfolds, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it is a distinct label and they have not changed for a very long time and I can't see them changing anytime soon. So it does feel sort of almost retro now, looking yeah. back at it. We've got this sort of, yeah, cur- red curly script on the front, the mm. beigey kind of label, brown bottle. It's, yep. uh, they're just staunchly like, nah, we're not changing it. Um, well, I'm going to throw the obvious one out there, the one that both of us love uh, dearly, Dalmore. Yeah. Say what you will about the spirit inside the bottle, but the Dalmore bottle is always beautiful. It is, a, yeah, you're right. It is a bit of a controversial spirit. It's a mm. bit of one of those sort of like some people really rock it, others don't. Mm. But... That silver stag's head yep. on the front of the bottle. Yeah. It's just clean. Just yeah. clean with a, a small bit of text down the bottom, but then featuring that stag's head. Plus, they have the connection to it as well. Um, the the Mackenzie um, way, way back ancestor, saving King Alexander III of Scotland in the 13th century. But, uh, no, when they founded the distillery um, in the 1800s, they adopted the stag head as part of their label as well. Um, so, yeah, that one's up there for me. So, uh, in terms of bottles that might not be the most special label, but they've always appealed to me, um, I really like Talisker. Interesting. So, have you seen Talisker's new um, rebranding of the? What? There's another rebranding. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I'm I'm cursing everything tonight. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like massively different to the the old ones. Mm. Um, I think it's got a bit more of like a photorealistic um, look to it, and it sort of starts with a bit of land at the bottom and then goes up to the sea on one of the releases though i think the land at the bottom i've just seen it glanced in a few in pictures a few times and it looks like a big pile of poo (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's a metaphor and a half (laughs) um yeah uh i'll see if i can find it and see if you agree but yeah no the no the label's completely different i don't like it at all oh Oh, mate i've cursed two of my favorite labels tonight well, so tell me what you liked about the original Talisker label. Then. Well, the original one felt more like an old treasure map mm. because it had the um, the Isle of Skye in this sort of old sort of map thing and then it just had this nice cursive text. It could like be, yeah, straight out of um, a recreation of Treasure Island or something like that. Um, the box itself had that, you know, rugged coastline of the Isle of Skye there as well. But yeah, the new one looks like the South coast of basically the new one looks like a map of victoria just stretched (laughs) yeah love it Mm. yes well speaking of speaking of um island things west coast things yeah we must we must i feel take a uh stop off at um isla yeah i i want to nominate like a and particularly the like cartouche 
Yeah, that's it's just one of my favorite favorite bottles. It's just that that sort of um, pill shaped sort of vertical cartouche above the main label is just so iconic. I mean, the one that I can see at the moment has Nick Offerman's head on it, <laughs> which I'm not I'm not sure if it necessarily elevates it or not. But not- nice nice clean white label or creamy creamy coloured label, mm. dark text with that red number on it. And then with that cartouche that sits above, and then you've got that really that sort of smoke green glass. Mm. It's good. Yeah, uh, you know what my favourite Isla label is? I've actually got two, but well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at is it is it one that's in a darker green glass? Yes. Yes, I thought so. Well, Def- define it, green. Is it's out of I believe then it's out of Lafroig and Ardbeg. Ardbeg is certainly one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love the Ardbeg label, and plus they've got the added bonus of all those committee releases, mm. which never failed to disappoint. Well, see, they always do good releases. artwork. Mm. Yeah, they've got good marketing. So I love Ardbeg. I really like um, Bunnahaven. Yeah, Bunnah. Well, Bunnah Bunna is like smoke grey. It's like yeah. really dark class, and it's got yeah the the sailor. They're another one who's had a bit of a design. They all seem to go through a bit of yeah, design change. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they've changed as much. As, they haven't taken the little sailor guy away. Yeah. So. Mm. Any uh, Scottish ones you don't like? There's a bit of sort of insipid ones. ones. Yeah. I actually, just looking at them now, I'm not like overly pumped on the Ockentoshan labels. No, they look, they look better when they have uh, fake tan whiskey inside them. Yeah. They're just a bit sort of boring. Mm. Glenfiddich, I think, is iconic. Yeah. It just... It's pretty classic. It, it probably, these days, it does look a bit dated, perhaps. But then again, it's also iconic, so it's yeah. hard to move away from it. Yeah, well, elsewhere in the world, there's a couple that is worth mentioning. I think you'll probably agree with me wholeheartedly if I say the word hibiki. I will agree with you wholeheartedly if you say the word hibiki. Hibiki, I think, is one of the nicest looking bottles in the entire world. Like, mm. really simple Japanese label, but then that multi-sided, yeah, it's know. got It's just got scalloping around. It's, yeah. it's a sort of a, a cylinder-shaped bottle, quite a sort of fat cylinder shape, but then it's got... Yeah, scalloping around. It's like 24, 36 faces or whatever all yeah. the way around. Yeah, no, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, and Yoichi's pretty special as well. Yep. Speaking of Japan, mm. I'd, li- I'd like to um, oh, here we go. Do, do something fun fun with Japanese. Okay, here. Look, uh, at, look at this. Interesting. So, what, do you, what do you think of this bottle? It looks like it's got a really skinny neck. Yep. It's a, it's a fat bottle. It's, it's called... Um, it's a Nikka whiskey. It's golden gold. Bit of a nondescript bottle, yep. isn't it? Ah, but <laughs> what if I do... Ah, I've seen this, this one. Yes. And if I do... This, this is... I've, I've, I've been thinking all along. This is a terrible uh, discussion <laughs> for a radio medium because it's also visual. Yeah. Um, let me put... Uh, <laughs> get my helmet uh, out, though. Hey, hey, hey! Uh now, what do you think of this bottle? Yes, I did see this one when I was doing my look. I didn't recognise it from the bottle itself, but it it makes sense now. Can you describe what you're seeing? Uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing a, a whiskey samurai. You are seeing a whiskey samurai. This is so. This is the um, Nikka whiskey. Um, I I can't remember what it's actually called, but it's like I call it. Yeah, let's call it the samurai release. It's a sort of a duty free thing, but the pre- pretty bo- boring playing bottle is then mounted by this um, sort of cast metal. Um, sort of samurai shoulders and head, um, helmeted head, which uh, with some gold uh, horns on top, which I'll, we'll post We'll post a photo of this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
it t- turns it from a pr- bit of a, just a nondescript thing to a mm-hmm. very cool bottle. Very, very cool. Nice, nice one. It's a gimmick. Yeah. Mm. How about um, how about Americans, Ted? Did you get any America? Any thoughts about them? Look, in terms of recognisable and classic, JD. 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 Yeah. I mean, better than JB. Well, both of them actually. Mm. I I feel that JD stands out just a bit more. The black. Yeah. That black and label and the sort of the square bottle shape just pops a bit more than the white of um, JB. Yeah. Although then JB's got that like red um, seal on it as well. Yeah. That goes. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I um I had a long think about this and I end up coming up with a whiskey that I'm biased towards because I quite like the the bourbon that's inside it. So I went with a Four Roses single barrel. Hmm. Because it's, it's quite a nice bottle. Yeah. I think they get nicer as it goes up in yeah, age as well. Yeah, those but. embossed roses on the front of glass as well. Mm. Yeah, and in terms of international ones, another controversial one, but I think the label's quite good. Um, again, say what you will about the contents, but uh, Flurky. Ah, so you've, you've pipped me to it. Yeah. I was, um, was going to mention Flurky. <laughs> very, very cool labels. Yeah. Cool bottles, cool labels. Great font. Great font, yes. Very angular uh, Viking rune sort of text. Mm. Whiskey's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nice. And wild whiskeys that I dislike. Um, do you remember the Puni bottle? I do. That I Italian do. one? Yeah. It's almost like shaped like a cocktail shaker. It sort of um, goes well, kind out of, and I think goes it's meant in. to be a bit like a still. Yeah, it's got that black, black, black sort of top. Yeah. We didn't think much of the whiskey either. No, so. whiskey's not great either. And uh, maybe controversial again, but I don't get much on Cavalan labels. Yeah, I think you're right with those. I was thinking about them before. They're a bit... The the font I think it's partly the font on them and the way yeah, they've the way got that, the placement of the yeah the things ha, that, that yeah. yeah it's just never really grabbed me but no I don't know, maybe I just don't get it certainly haven't drunk enough of it to form any opinions about the whiskey but mm. Mm, the one thing that I kept coming back to in all of my thoughts and prayers you know, yeah thoughts and prayers and minuscule amounts of research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is up. how we prepare for a whiskey <laughs> recording session yep it always came back and I think you'll probably agree with me it always came back the best labels are the independent bottlers bloody oath they are that boutique whiskey company yep oh they do some wonderful caricature cartoony sort of labels cartoon labels yeah but they're not the only one like um, Douglas and Lang have done some absolute bre- compass box think of the peat monster yeah that crackeny sort of beast on the front this- I suppose there's something about a independent bottler compared to, compared to a distillery which needs to sort of distinguish itself as that distillery. Mm. Independent bottlers are like drawing from multiple sources and so they've got a lot more brushes in there and paints in their paint box yeah, and can absolutely. do different things. Speaking of a homegrown version, yep. Heartwood. Yeah, Heartwood have some of the great labels. Heartwood, Especially I mean... Especially the, the unique artwork and the very unique artwork. Ugh. You're the worst. Uh, the bottle itself from Hartwoods and Tibbs is pretty plain, actually. It's a tall, skinny bottle. It's, it's not re- really that much, but I think it's it's a vehicle for the labels. Yeah, yeah, and just with our own little um, drawings and bits and pieces relating to the wonderful name that Tim has come up with. So yeah, and another another Aussie that I quite like the label of, Dark Valley. Dark Valley is good. Morsey's got some uh, re- like. The, the black, plain black label with yeah. a sort of, uh, yeah, almost um, gothic-y, Halloween-y type theme. halloween is a good front. call, actually. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's called Dark Valley, so... Yeah, um, so speaking of independent bottlers, I discovered one that I'd never heard of, and I couldn't find the whiskey anywhere, but it had the coolest label I've ever seen. Yeah? The brand is called Mr. Burglar. <laughs> Mr. Burglar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, ever heard of it? No. Neither had it, I. It sounds like something our friend Stephen would love, though. <laughs> yeah, so the, the picture is um, essentially quite a dark label with a sort of um, slightly glossier, dark masked villain on the front um quite subtle it's not like a cartoon it just sort of blends into the black of this label but mm. it's made with thermostatic paper is is this where if you hold it the heat from your hand mm. changes the color of the like it creates colors in the it creates colors in the label and it will show up your fingerprints and show up your uh that is so cool yeah so there's a few pictures of that online so look it up mr burglar mm. um so independent bottlers man that's where it's at in terms of cool labels and takes us right back to our starting point because Spirit Thief started out as an independent bottler. Absolutely. I mean, they're, yeah, they've, they've gone through a bit of an evolution, but really, yeah, you, you can't fault them on design. Nope. So there you go. People at home, friendly listeners, do you have a favourite label? Did you, did you think this uh, uh, segment was terrible because we're just talking about all these bottles that nobody actually can see? Or oh, Hopefully you can bring them to your mind when you hear yeah. us talk about them and maybe our short descriptions have jogged your memory. Except for Mr. Burglar, in which case everyone has to go and look that one up. Yeah. No, please please let us know what you like um, in terms of bottle design. Have we, have we touched on some ones that you think are like absolutely classics do you think there's ones that we've missed that you're like howling at the uh are we in trouble for not mentioning johnny walker really <laughs> well that angled stripe on the label uh, it's pretty iconic as well but there's a, probably a whole bunch of other iconic mm. ones that we've not brought up too so ah, oh, ted we need to stop talking about labels now otherwise it'll take up the whole episode all right well let us know what you think send us carry pigeon stick a fancy label on it mm. But we're told by uh, Kit Harrington, sounds like a, a Game of Thrones uh, actor. Especially because his surname's not Harrington. But yeah, um, no, <laughs> by Kit Middleton. Yep. So uh, I, I thought that name sounded familiar. <laughs> the Whiskey. Let's get reviewing, Teddy Boy, and what is it that we are talking about today? Well, Nicholas, we alluded to this one in a previous podcast. We mm, actually had a little... It just um, arrived? Yeah, I'd, I'd um, bought it uh, a couple of days ago from that one, um, and we had a little discussion about it. So this one is the Six Isles Blended Malt Scotch Whiskey. Now, Six Isles. Now, people might be going, what, you're sending us a blend? <laughs> but this, this one we thought had merit. We thought it was interesting. Um, yeah. So tell me about the Six Isles then, Ted. I will. There are some Isles. There's six of them. Mm-hmm. And where are they? In the water. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, um, Scotland. Scotland. Um, ah, Scottish Isles. I Scottish see. Isles. That's why they're Isles and not Islands. Yeah. Um, right. This this one actually, I think, works quite well with our discussion about um, labelling design as well. Yeah, uh, it's a good label. Okay. So um, this is an Ian McLeod release. So mm-hmm. Ian McLeod is a independent um, bottler, although they are now a sort of distillery company as well. I believe they own own Tumdu. I think there's some other ones. They're well. reopening one of those lost distilleries, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, that one, yes. We can't remember what it is, but... Uh, so, anyway, but yeah, E. McLeod, it's got some really cool artwork on it, and 
on the sides of the box, it's got little pictures that show what each distillery uh, is. So in this in this bottle of six aisles, you can find sky, sky, yep. earth, water, <laughs> and fire. No, and, no, and heart. <laughs> no, sky, Jura. Ah, yes. Islay. 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 My favourite. Orkney. Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Mull. And Mull, yes. So they they are the Mull six... Mull that one over. Yeah. They are the six biggest whiskey aisles in Scotland. There aren't too many more apart from, say, Lewis and Harris. Yeah, I was, just, uh, yeah, I was, I was about to say them. Containing yeah. a distillery, but... Uh, Maybe we'll have the seven aisles in the future. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's, that's a good effort to get a bit of whiskey from each of these six places and... Um, marry them together or blend them together in this case we don't know your ratios let's just um, let's be romantic yeah. and assume it's equal six ways but um, it's probably not it doesn't have one of those sort of like breakdown sort of compassy th- oh, actually it does have a compassy thing on the back yeah. but it doesn't actually show you no. anything apart from the direction of north yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, it's it doesn't even tell us the distilleries but we can have a guess at a few uh, I reckon that the distillery from Jura is um <clears throat> Jura. Jura. <laughs> uh, the distillery from Sky would be Talisker, we I can assume. So. What, do, what do we reckon? Um, which end of the beach on Orkney? Uh, Highland Park, I've yeah, got to definitely assume. Highland Park. Yeah, release. what about Isla? Well, maybe if we have a mm. bit of an inspection of it, we might... Yeah, well, let's let's have a taste. Well, in terms yeah. of colour... Yeah, I know. Look at that colour. Well, lack thereof. It, you sure you just didn't uh, pour me some water instead? It's so clean. Yeah. Clean and clear, isn't it? It's just... It's one of the lightest whiskies I've ever seen. And you know what? quite like that. I don't mind it. Because it, it, it actually makes me... Like, if you gave me this and said, this is a Tasmanian whiskey, I would go, what? <laughs> what is this? But... Precedents from like your like Volans or your um, Arbegs, Lafroigs, they're they're Rick all quite, yeah, all those bourbon cask. Yeah, they're all quite Scottish light, stuff. really mm. strawy coloured ones. Mm. Well, that's a coastal jam, and there's Pete there. Look, I don't think it's enough to make me do my happy Pete snort, but it does have a nice coastal iodiney. Mm sort of flavour there. Yeah, the bonfire is certainly not like flaming in a light. I think I think it's gone out throughout the night, but you wake up, get out of your tent the next morning, and you um through habit poke some of the remnants around and uh a few little bits of ash float up into your nostril and uh that's what this one reminds me of. I'm not I'm not sure if there's even bonfire there. I think this is like standing on like the beach next to the seaside and just getting that sea spray coming up off off the sea and, and maybe a bit of like rotting seaweed and stuff on the beach just sort of adding a bit of funk into the air it's yeah it's salty mm. I'm, I'm just planning on when I can get some oysters some natural oysters that I can pair See, with that, that's a good call actually so um, just just before we ju- jump into the um, flavour of it this bottle was about 70, 80, 80 bucks from memory it was oh, like oh really that's, yeah that's yeah so and, that, and that's partly why I got, why I got it because it was like well, a blend that's got all these places that I really like, it's well under a hundred bucks. If this is really acceptable, then that's that's a winner. So, mm. all right, all right, then. time to time to drink it. We've talked about it for enough now. <laughs> it's quite soft, quite sweet. Yeah, I actually don't mind the balance. And if you chew on it for a bit, then you get a bit of that dryness, um, that island dryness that comes with it. 
The Pete is definitely there. Mm. It's just trying to be a sort of little phantom Pete floating around going ooh in the background whilst all of this salt, briny, um, shellfish, again, that's still in my head. Um, it just sort of takes center stage in there. I said orange on the nose. I'm, I'm actually getting a bit of orange liqueur on the palate as well. It's, it's got a sweetness to it. Yeah, but instead of Grand Marnie, it's Grand Marina. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. I think that that palate is actually really good. I think it's a really clever whiskey. So Ian McLeod, I'm assuming he himself has done all the blending. They, they themselves. Yeah, so all of the, uh, the McLeod team that have put this together have done a really good job in balancing six. Mm. Uh, let, let's think about it. Six quite different whiskies like we're we're talking about the smoke in the island and stuff like that we're talking about you know you know a bit of a uh, bit of Lafroy, a bit of brook laddie a bit of bunahaven thrown in mm. there but that's that's not what we're comparing we're comparing something from isla something from aaron which tastes nothing like that at all mm. something from mull which again varied something from the isle of sky okay we're gonna get some more peat influence highland park Maybe the base of this is actually Scapper. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's all Scapper. Maybe that's why it's so... No, I don't know. There's just so many disparate elements they have to bring together. Mm. And I think the balance is one of the things this whiskey does best of all. Yeah, I think this is excellent, actually. I think it's a banger. I'm, I'm really pleased. And it's, it's as I said, about 80 bucks. I, I don't think it's like... If you try to stack it up against one of the real boys from Isla or any of the islands, mm. I don't think it's... It's going to stack up in there. But as you said, it's a really clever whiskey. It, gi- it gives you enough of a taste of the mole to make you go, yeah, that is decent. Mm. You're getting sweet things balancing against coastal things, balancing against smoky things. Yeah, and one final thing that I'll throw out there is that judging by that colour, it's absolutely second fill bourbon. Mm. Second fill American oak bourbon. And what that means is the barrel influence on this is quite small. It's mm. quite limited. What we're really experiencing is the spirit influence. And that just makes it all the more impressive that they made such a drinkable, enjoyable drop. They've just find flavors of spirit. They complement each other and created, yeah, this one. I, I stand by it. It's a banger. Drinkable. That is a very good word. And you know what I think really sells the deal on it? What's that? It's the saltiness on yeah. it. I think the saltiness in there just makes your mouth pucker up a bit and gives you that like, mm, I want to take another sip mm. factor. I, yeah. yeah. I think that's great. 72 bucks. Yeah. Uncle Dan's. It's, it's a really good buy if you're looking for something like, especially if you're looking for something islandy Scottish to take away camping. Well, we need to give it a score. Yeah, are we allowed to score relative to price? I think it's a four-star relative to price. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think there are very many better $70 whiskeys out there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get Ardbeg 10 for that sort of price, and that's But that's, that's rare these one. days. It's, it's pretty rare, yeah. So, well, they considered, I'm going to jump in with four stars. Well. I'm, I'm going to jump in with four stars as well. Mm. I mean, you have to take it in, within context and not in its merits, but... Yeah, but just for the amount of enjoyment it's brought us here and now, mm. it's impressed oh, us. something we haven't mentioned. Strength. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess? Magic number, I'm guessing. 46. Magic number. Yeah. It absolutely is the magic number, 46%. Mm. I think that I think that's part of its charm as well, that it's, yeah. 
it, it's it's at that um, alcohol percentage too. It just yeah. gives it enough. If this was at 40, I think it might yeah. go a bit flat. Yeah. No, you're right. The alcohol helps boost the other flavors. Yep. Ian McLeod, you are a goddamn genius. You know your stuff. I'm going to give it to you. You know your stuff. But just 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 going back to our uh, conversation about um about camping whiskies, I, I do like something salty in my mouth when I'm in a tent. Nicholas, greetings, Lord Walden, Lord Walden, our new Patreon member and legend, has a question for you. Oh well, I can't cannot turn him down unless it's one of these really difficult whiskey would you rather's, in which case he can get stuffed, sir. It is a whiskey would you rather. God. Whiskey would you rather? Nicholas. Mm. Whiskey would you rather? I would rather, yes. I'd rather not embrace this difficult question. Okay. Mm. This is very topical for us at the moment. Go on then. Sheen Estate. Ah, yes. And Elixir of Life remains available at 700 mil, but price jumps to $250 a bottle. All right. Which I think so. It's the same thing, but it's gone up by yeah, about seventy th- bucks. Yeah, I think prior was probably about one hundred and eighty, wasn't it? Yep. Or okay. Or here's here's your or Lark releases five hundred mil elixir of life. Yep. With new barrels acquired from Sheen, quality goes from five stars to high two stars. Mm. But price is sub a hundred dollars. Ooh. Or <laughs> that's a third option. This, this is a this is a triple whiskey. Would you rather, rather, rather? Yeah. David Kernicky releases small batch elixir in five hundred mil bottles. Price remains a hundred at one hundred eighty nine. Percentage goes down to forty. You've got got quite a bit to Ooh. consider there. Okay. So, so currently the percentage is forty eight. Here, here's your breakdown. So elixir of life remains seven hundred mils. But price goes up to 250 from, uh, yeah, the 189 that it currently was. Or Lark releases it at 500 mil, but the quality suffers. Mm-hmm. But it's cheaper than 100. But it's cheaper than 100 bucks. Okay. So th- so think think sort of a uh, symphony. Yeah, um, a cheap, bit cheaper than symphony. Yeah, too. Cheaper, cheaper than symphony even. It's like the their sort of very, very starting bottle. Yep. Or Dave Kernicky. Mm. goes on to like he's stowed a few barrels away yeah goes on to release it in uh 500 500 mil bottles same as what like is doing quality is still there yeah 189 bucks but it goes down to 40 percent interesting interesting because i suppose he's he's eking out what he's got indeed he's been very clever with this lord walden he's been very clever in the sense that he has made one part of each deal seem quite appealing and another part less appealing. So in the first case, the appealing thing is that it still exists, but the less appealing thing is the price has increased. Secondly, the appealing thing is that it's a really accessible price, but the quality and quantity has decreased. And in the third case, the prices remain the same and David remains in charge, but the percentage goes down. And bottle size too. Yeah, and the bottle size goes down. Mm. The one that I'm going to rule out straight away is actually... Option three. Mm, I because, wonder. Because uh, the, the appealing stuff is the price doesn't change and David's involved. But I just think that 
if you reduce the percentage... Mm, I was thinking that too. It's not going to have the same quality. And if, if a percentage is a bit too strong for someone, you can add a few drops of water and you can bring it to where you want it. But if a percentage is too low for someone, you can't just syrup it up in the, on the stove for a little while and... Uh, and just cook it a bit until it's a high percentage. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna have the same whiskey. So, I, I just think that when we say the quality won't disappear, I think the quality will disappear. He's created another whiskey in a smaller amount for the same price, but it's not the elixir of life anymore. Yeah. See, I think his second claim is an interesting one because he's not saying it's brand new elixir of life, fresh distilled by Lark to their own specifications and put in new like barrels. No, he's saying that it's barrels that has been acquired by Lark from Sheen. Yep. So I'm thinking that's the same barrels, the same sort of barrels. Yeah. That they would continue so using what, anyway. what I think, but then like it, future elixir releases. Then he's saying that the it. quality goes from five stars to high two stars. Mm. And when he says high two stars, what he means is three stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, because our three is so variable. Yeah. Which, but that's, that's interesting because does that mean that he's saying that, it's going to be the way like puts that whiskey together that is what causes it to suffer because realistically if it's the same barrels mm. then it's yeah. and the percentage is still 48% in that case yeah it must be something to do with the way that it's produced um having said that even in a high 2 stars or low 3 stars knock off elixir of life is probably going to be better than symphony and it's going to be cheaper so yeah. there is a lot to like in, in option number two, because what it would create is a acceptable... So $100 is ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. But if you even if it's like 2.999 recurring stars and it's 99.99 cents, well, no, $99.99. $99.99. Gee, 99.99 cents would be a very good value. Bloody beautiful. Mm. So $99.99, that's still better than what we're getting with the Symphony. Yeah. So I do um, I do like that idea. Now, are you willing to put uh, your mouth where our money is and say that you would pay 250 bucks for a elixir of life? Yeah, and I think the um the very simple fact of this matter is yes, yes I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. It's a, it's it's 700 mil still. Exactly. It's the same whiskey. It's the only one that produces the same whiskey, the same elixir that I fell in love with. And um, because it's got rarer, the price logically increases. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the price increase would be like 400, 500. That's mm. when I start sort of considering maybe this is not the best option anymore. But for 250, I can justify it. Like, especially if it's going to be continue, continually released. Does he say who releases it in this no, situation? No, that's, that's actually never explained mm. in this in this scenario. obviously very realistic situation. Um, yeah, no, I think that if it's something that's available for a long time, I would I would fork out the extra cash for something a bit special. Well, see, it's if interesting. I care about it that much. It's interesting you say that, actually, because we had some uh, correspondence recently from someone in America who had uh, found uh, some Elixir of Life. They Yeah, they are actually able to find some Elixir of Life in Good America. Good job, them. And... Pretty much when you translated the price from American to Australian, two hundred and fifty bucks. Right. There Which I said so I, I said to them, I made the recommendation that look That's not bad. <laughs> import tax, rarity, all those sort of factors. Two hundred and fifty bucks. Depending depending on what your uh wallet sort of um uh size is. Yeah, that's yeah. That's 
pretty all right, actually. The, yeah, the place that we find ourselves at right now, I think that's probably not an unreasonable price, especially seeing as a lot of other Australian distillers are charging that for a three-year-old 46 percenter, mm. and people are paying it. I think, yeah, it'd probably stand up very nicely at 700 mils and 46% or 48%, I think it was. So, right, where are you coming down with all this? Option number one. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that is the uh, that is the correct answer for this. I- I'm still hoping that Lark will produce a high two-stars whiskey for under $100 from what they acquire from Shane. But looking at some of their other price releases, I'm doubting that's going to be the case. Yeah. Hmm. Nice one. Well, thank you very much, Lord Walden, for your Whiskey, whiskey Would You Rather. Rather, rather, rather. Rather, rather. If you have a Whiskey Would You Rather, or indeed a Whiskey Would You Rather, 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 then uh, get in touch with us via Carrier Pigeon. Or, failing that, email. Yeah. Conventional methods work well, but we, we do appreciate the Carrier Pigeons. Yep. To the malt whiskies of the islands of Scotland. Scotland, 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 Scotland. <laughs> Nicholas, yes, I have important news. Important news. Important Just news. Just threw in a carrier pigeon. No, well, yeah, well, yes. I mean, it was a it was a carrier turn, but anyway. <laughs> um, so you know how we literally just drank that Six Isles mm. um, whiskey. There's another one. What? So the one that we've just had is the Voyager, mm. which is kind of like the normal one. There is also a batch strength one. Ooh, yeah. Which I assume is stronger, yeah, and more, yeah, and more smoky and powerful and more deliciousness. Well, that would be interesting. It costs fifty pounds. Fifty uh, pounds plus import taxes, I'm assuming. And it's at fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, we're let's the, get us one of those. We're on the six aisles train now. Bloody oath! I am keen for that one. Mm. Anyway, um, sorry, PSA over. No, all good, all good. Um, just before we wrap things up, um, I wonder if any of our listeners have been following the saga of Sheen throughout our podcasting history of the last little while. Um, I've seen the latest announcement have from Sheen Lark. The, Sheen, Sheen the latest. the latest announcement. Yes, um, so Lark have officially taken over. The doors are open again. That beautiful old... It's not the old stables because that's the big building. What was the... What was the... A granary. The old granary. Is open for business again with a Lark sigil on the door. Mm. And, um, yeah, they just opened at the end of March. And um, so Lark Pontville site or Pontville Distillery. And, yeah, <sighs> they're, they're doing things like distillery tours out there. Um, they're doing tastings, of course. And they're doing, get this, the Fuse Whiskey Experience. Ooh, what is the Fuse Whiskey Experience? <laughs> yeah. Um, we've talked about whiskey experiences out at Sheen. It, it might ring a few bells. The Fuse Whiskey Experience is where you, inverted commas, fuse oh. <laughs> um, various different barrel types together to create your own blend. You know, that sounds, sounds familiar. Kind of familiar. It rings a bell. There is something about that. I feel like we've done something like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, perhaps called the Serendipity Experience. Um the Sheen Serendipity Experience, yes. So Ah, you mean the Callington Mill Serendipity <laughs> Experience? Yeah, basically. So there's a new blending experience. Well, there's an old blending experience happening. There's at- a new blending experience <laughs> in this town. Well, there is new because it's got a new name, Fuse. It's got a new price, 500 bucks, basically double the price of what you... 500 bucks? Yeah, no, sorry, I tell a lie. It's not 500. It's um 499 
Do you reckon they've used that? It's exactly the same barrels that were there for the Sheen one, and they've just slapped like on the front. Well, there's a bit less in those barrels after we went to visit. So, <laughs> we um had a few top ups when we did the re- serendipity experience because we weren't quite sure. Um, yeah, hey Josh, can we have a bit more sherry, please? Mm. Uh, but um, I, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised. We're gonna have to visit, aren't we? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Dan Knight is the head of hospitality from Dan Lark. Knigget. Yeah, he says the Pontville Estate experience is the perfect jumping off point for your exploration into local whiskey, spelt with an E. Mm. <laughs> Dan, yep. I'm not feeling good vibes from that. Yeah, I don't know if he pronounced it that way or if whoever transcribed it um, added that in, but um, their but- opening hours for those that are interested are 10 to 4 Wednesday to Friday. And 10 to 5, Saturday to Sunday. They open the extra hour on weekends. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, it's probably worth popping in. Um, if any of our followers have managed to make it in there and see what's going on, let us know. Because yeah, whiskey, whiskey is my jam. Have you been down there um, at all to check it out? Yeah, um, T. Trout. About T. Trout? No, T. Trout can't have been there because the site is still standing as far as we know. Yeah, he hasn't blown it up. Yeah. Not enough ex-bourbon casks. Mm. Yeah, so they're open anyway, so interesting times. You know, this is Whiskey Waffle, so there will be updates to this story. Yes, but we must say, here endeth Sheen. Yep, he says as he's about to take a swig from a Sheen distillery glass. But um, Oh, we were talking about label design earlier. Mm. That Sheen line drawing of the old stables building. Yep. So good. It's beautiful. So yeah. good. Yeah, and we've always liked that label. Just another thing they had going for them. Yeah. Um, out at Sheen. So yeah, just one more grand label to add to the collection. Works well on a Glen Can too. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Well, it seems like quite a somber note to finish the podcast on. No. Yeah. Talking about such beauty and such nice things. We had some of some of my favourite whiskies for the year in the last couple, so mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll be interested to see uh, or hear what our patrons think of the Imcloud Six Isles. With its apparently, as we've discovered, new and approved labeling, they did have. Maybe it's, been, it's even a new improved recipe. Who knows? It's been kicking around for quite a while, actually. We've yeah. we've seen reviews back as uh, as far as 2012. So it's been around. It's just that the as uh, as someone charmingly described it on a uh, review on Uncle Dan's, um, the old bottling looked like a cheap poker set so um very true the new one is much more artsy and we think very tasty so Mm. see what we think um check us out on the social medias we're on there occasionally um not as much as we should be um also check us out on our patreon yeah jump on board if you'd like to join our inner sanctum there's been some fun discussion bouncing around there recently if you want to be like tim join the tasting panel which you get additional even like better, rarer, tastier drams to yeah, try. Yeah. So, got a, a few decent ones ready to go out to Tim or Utred. Out ahead, Alfie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy. Nice. All right then. Well, let's wrap things up. Do you want me to do it like um, Ron Atkinson in Love Actually? Just oh yes, he was very good at, at rapping. Very, very presents. slow and very drawn out. No, I prefer you to do it like Eminem. What, very, very quick and uh, lots of swears. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Well, gosh darn it. <laughs> this is Ted. Um, and this is the real Slim Shady. Okay. Nick. Good night, Ted. 
Good night, Nick. And good night, loyal listeners. Bye. Also, good night to the disloyal ones, too. It's all right. We love a bad boy. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And a bad girl. <laughs> bad people? Yeah, indeed. We, li- we like bad people in general. Uh, and good people. <laughs> too, yeah. Dude, tell me to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> good night. Good night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. Although then JB's got that like red seal on it as well. Yeah. That goes, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs>